Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Eden's Platformer Probe. Today we're going over stage 13 of Super Mario 64, Tiny Huge Island. Alright, so we've gone through three of the four stages on the second floor of Peach's Castle. And those stages are those stages that are actually in the center room, like main hub of the second floor. And then the room that's on the right of the second floor where, we have the, where there's a carpeted entrance to the room. So we have this kind of inconspicuous door remaining to enter. We enter it, we kind of see this painting of two Goombas, one tiny, one huge. And if we go further into the room, we look to left and right, and we see that there's more paintings of Goombas, tiny and huge. And it's kind of like Cool Cool Mountain in the sense that there's kind of some paintings we can't enter. There's fake paintings. So I think that's kind of a cool callback to an early stage. But what we can enter two of the paintings. If we enter the painting on the left, we enter a small world, and we enter the painting on the right, we enter a big world, and that's kind of how we start Tiny Huge Island, and it's kind of cool, because it's kind of up to the player to realize that, it's not really something that's telegraphed right away, or explained by Toad. So Tiny Huge Island is another exploration course, kind of like Lethal Lava Land and Bomb Battlefield, but the main gimmick is that it's, is that, like I've said before, you've got the Tiny Huge gimmick, where you can have the stage either be really tiny and easy to navigate, but really dangerous and easy to die, or you can have the stage be really huge and be easier to collect stars with, like, there being more collectibles in the huge version, but it's harder to navigate, more obnoxious to navigate, and a little more just tedious to run through. And, yeah, I think it's really, it's really well done, honestly. Like, it's this is one of the more fan-favorite stages, and you can definitely see why, given just how this, it's, you must integrate, you integrate the two world designs into one stage. And then you can jump back between the designs and warp, through three warp pipes in the stage. So yeah, I can definitely see why people like this st stage. Another thing that changes if you're tiny or huge, depending on where you enter the stage, is if you're tiny, you run around the stage um, clockwise, and if you're huge, you run around the stage run around the stage counterclockwise initially to platform, because of how there's a different because of how if you're tiny, the way you can you can platform up different platforms, but if you're huge, you can run through a different tunnel to access different parts of the stage right away. So I think that's also a notable shift that this stage has compared to other levels. Um, yeah, so, another thing in the stage is in the huge version, towards the top of the island, there's a Chukya, and I kind of, for the previous stages, have been looking for significance in Chukyas, because, because they come to the latest enemies, so I thought it'd be cool to kind of analyze how they're utilized, and this stage are kind of utilized as a standard enemy, because it's, they're just randomly appear on the top, they're not really anything special, they just kind of exist to annoy you kind of like a standard enemy and this is the third stage we have them so it kind of makes sense i guess um and just in general enemies in the stage if the stage is tiny or huge will shift so in the tiny version of stage you have tiny goombas who will just run and stun you and then the large version of the stage you have large version of the stage you have giant goombas who can't even normally attack or who are bigger than standard goombas and are treated appropriately for that Overall, yeah, this stage is way more daunting, I think, in the first 12 worlds, like, with the exploration gimmick, because of just how massive it is and how it kind of just doesn't hold your hand at all. So I do think it's a kind of an appropriate point being stage 13. Um, kind of, this is kind of a dumb criticism I have with this stage, but it's called Tiny Huge Island, but only about half the stage is covered or coat surrounded by water. The other half is bottomless pits, which is kind of, well, it's obnoxious in the tiny version of the island, but just in general, it's very, um... I don't know, I just don't really like the naming consistency of the stage. It's kind of just a very stupid personal complaint, but it is a complaint I have with this stage. Alright, so star one, pluck the prana flower. So if you enter in the left if you enter the tiny stage, it's very easy because what you do is you have to platform a few 
platform up a few up a few platforms to run into a prana plant into warp 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 pipe and then if you jump into the warp pipe you'll enter see a bunch of giant prana plants in the huge version of the stage that you kill to get a star um if you're big it's not as easy because you have to platform all around the stage and even then you have to find this weird little nook and cranny to jump down to get to the prana plants um but i think this kind of stage time demonstrates the big gimmick of exploration in tiny huge island besides just the or big component of exploration in tiny huge island where you're kind of given all your resources ahead of time you're given all the ability to tackle the first five stars very easily ahead of time and then after you run around and explore they're in the most easiest order to find but you can easily run into these five stars in any order any order and once you complete so once you know where the stars are you can easily just collect them and it kind of just leads up to you to understand the gimmick, understand how you're supposed to collect the stars, which I think it kind of shows in how it's the star is kind of hard to get if you enter the stage in huge, but there's other stars that are easier yet if you enter the stage in huge island. Star to the top of huge island. Um, so this star is kind of like the first star in the sense that's easier if you enter, enter tiny island because it's easier to get to the second story of the island because tiny huge island is split into kind of like three levels, kind of like a mountain or kind of like a ma mini mountain. And if you end get to the second level, there's a war pipe that will like lead you right to where you need to go to get to huge island, the top of huge island um from the tiny island. And yeah, it's kind of one that it's kind of easier, but you by no means have to do it in tiny island. You can easily do it in huge island or start the stage in huge island. Um yeah, kind of benefits if you explore in advance kind of like it kind of this star kind of benefits if you explore in advance and understand where the stage how the stage works but you don't necessarily need that so thar, star three rematch with koopa the quick i think this is kind of a nice callback to bomb outfield because this is the only other stage in the game that koopa the quick appears in so i think it's kind of fitting that it appears at the very beginning and towards the end of your adventure um another nice detail is if you're in the tiny island you'll just see this tiny koopa where koopa the quick spawns so it's kind of just a fun like you almost you can kill koopa the quick in tiny island which i think is kind of humorous um so this star only actually spawns in once you select that star in the mission like you can't just enter the star one and go go to koopa the quick but if you explore in advance you can go where Cuba the Quick is. There's a sign that basically will tell you, like, come back later. So it kind of does benefit if you explore in advance, too. And you're left to your own devices, kind of like I've been saying. Even though you can't do the star right away, you kind of know where it's at. So you can come back to it later. Um, anyway, so this star has you running from Cuba the Quick spawn point, which is at one end of the island to the other end of the second floor of the island. And I'm not really a big fan of the race itself because of the fact that Koopa the Quick will tell you we're racing to Windswept Valley, but if it's your first time playing, you probably won't really know what Windswept Valley is. I mean, it's a valley like where wind blows, which it's the only place in this stage where wind blows, but it's still kind of just, it's kind of just tasteful to me, I feel like. So I'm not really a fan of that, but yeah, that's kind of the big idea is you're racing to the star and I, it's kind of just not well telegraphed, I guess. So that's my issue with the star. But I do think it's cool how it benefits from the pre-exploration gimmick or concept of Tiny Huge Island. Star 4, 5 Itty Bitty Secrets is the only star on the stage that you actually can gain or you actually obtain from Tiny Island. And I'm a fan of this star because of the fact of how it's kind of dangerous because of the fact that Tiny Island is just so dangerous to navigate because it's so small and you can easily fall off and die. But I'm also not really a fan of the fact that in Tiny Island, there, Tiny Island, there's a bunch of fire chops, 
fire chomps or the fire like metal things that will blow fire and easily kill you. I think that's a little cheap in the cheap of the stage, but it's kind of it's definitely an annoyance I'm not a fan of, but it's there and what can you do about it? Um it's not the good kind of annoying. Um and I think what's cool about this star is it kind of you have to, you collect all five secrets from these tiny holes in the stage, such as the entrance hole, the the hole that's normally the entrance hole of stage. Um, the st if you enter the huge on the hole that you enter through to access the rest of the stage is one of the holes. Another hole being the can the tiny cannon. A third hole being the crypt hole that you en enter the for the red coin star, which we'll get to later. The fourth hole being a bowl a hole that cannonball hop cannonballs hop out and the fifth hole being at the top of the island and that hole at the top of the island doesn't make sense now but what i like about it is it kind of foreshadows something cleverly that comes later which we'll get to shortly but yeah this is kind of a standout star i think because of how it foreshadows this thing that's coming up but star five wiggler's red coins so if you've explored the rest of the island it's kind of you kind of might not know where to go but i think it's still kind of obvious enough if you explore it's kind of fitting this is the fifth star, but it kind of fits the gimmick of the rest of the stage where you can easily collect the stars in any order you want just through natural exploration. Because you have to enter this little cave in the wall under, that's right above a beach. And this, it enters you, you enter this crypt where there's all these platforms. You have to light platform to collect red coins. But if you look above you, you'll see this wiggler running around on top of a cage. And I think this is kind of really cool foreshadowing because it kind of goes along with that thing I was talking about earlier about that hole at the top of the island where it kind of just foreshadows that there's something going on to collect the sixth and final star that's kind of involves this wiggler thing. And I think it's kind of a cool foreshadowing piece. Um, I don't think collecting the coins itself is necessarily amazing just because of it's not just not premier platforming compared to what we've had in previous stages. But I do think it's kind of the concept of handing out the next star is really cool. And speaking of the next star, star six, make wiggler squirm requires you to ground pound at the top of tiny Island to drain the water, which you find out. And if you go drain the water level, and then if you go to huge Island, you find out that the water's drained there too, which gives way to a hole where you enter and find, find a wiggler who gets mad at you for draining his house and challenges to challenges you to a fight. And, yeah, I think it's really cool how this is foreshadowed or how it's hinted because of the fact that you know there's a hole at the top of the island because of the secret star or five secret coin star, five secret star. And you also know that there's a wiggler somewhere in the stage that you have to access. So I think it kind of very much blends into the stage's like challenge of just how well do you know the stage? And just because you have to just know how the stage relates to itself really well, which has been taught to you for the past five stars. So I don't think it's necessarily a stretch for the player or too much of a stretch outside of, you know, stage 13. So I do think it's really a cool concept. I think actually fighting Wheeler is kind of lame because you just have to jump on his head three times and it's really easy. But yeah, it's kind of cool how going to the star is a cool challenge of how well do you know the stage, which is, I think is amazing. Um, the hundred coin star on the stage is very easy because of the fact that all the giant goombas in huge island, if you ground pound them, you get five coins for free. Um, so yeah, I do kind of like how it's a brush, breath of fresh air and of easiness, but it is still kind of stressful to get and noxious if you fail because of the fact that how scattered the coins are. So I'm not really a fan of that aspect of the star, but I do think it's fine enough as is. Um, in the DS version of this game, 
I'm a little more mixed on the DS version compared to other versions, compared to other stages, because the five itty bitty secret stars replaced with the Klepto the Condor, which requires you to jump on a Klepto to get a star, like the bird from Shifting Sands Land, which I'm kind of cool with getting a return, but because of the fact that the five itty bitty secrets foreshadows make Wheeler squirm so well, kind of frustrates me that it got removed. But I do appreciate that the star stage is easier to navigate because of Luigi's backflipping. And I think they added some trees throughout the stage so you can easily just platform as well. Um, the seventh star that they added, Switch Star in the Crypt, or something like, like that, requires you to go to the Red Coin Crypt to collect a Switch Star with Mario's Pea Balloon power. And it's fine. It's nothing special, but it's not... It's not like Silk Silver Stars where I despise it, so... Yeah. So overall, Tiny Huge Islands is this most realized version of this do-anything-you-want exploration style that we've had so far, just because of how the stage is almost built around you being able to do whatever you want at any time to almost learn how the stage works. Um, the gimmick is also, also pretty cool, I have to admit. Um, I do think this stage is a little annoying, though, because of the fire chomp chomps a tiny island in the tiny island, but that's kind of the price to pay for the rest of the stage being so solid. And I do also just really like the idea of you having five different challenges that will lead to the sixth star, which is the hardest possible star. That, But all your previous stars all build to it, so you kind of, when you get to it, it's not as brutal as it should be. So yeah, on to the ranking. Alright, so I, I have a confession to make. As much as I praise Tiny Huge Island, it's not really my favorite stage in the game compared to like what Dry World or other stars. I do think it's, I wouldn't say it's overrated, but I don't feel as strongly about it as other people do. But I do think it's still one of the best stars in the game. So I think I'm still going to put it at number two below Wet Dry World. I just think Wet Dry World blends gimmicks so well that Tiny Huge Island, while still strong in its own right, will still strong, still strong in its exploration aspects, just can't really compete to how Wet Dry World blends gimmicks. Um. So yeah, I do, and I do think... Its skill can kind of put it above Jolly Roger based atmosphere, so I'm cool with putting it at number two, even if I might personally enjoy the vibes of Jolly Roger Bay more. Alright, so number 13, we have Snowman's Land. Number 12, Dire Dire Docks. Number 11, Big Boo's Haunt. Number 10, Shifting Sands Land. Number 9, Cool Cool Mountain. Number 8, Tall Tall Mountain. Number 7, Hazy Maze Cave. Number 6, Bomb Battlefield, number five, Lethal Lava Land, number four, Jolly Roger Bay, number three, Womp's Fortress, number two, Tiny Huge Island, and the best stage in Super Mario 64 is st still Wet Dry World. All right, thank you so much, for, so much for listening, and I think next week might be the final episode because I might do the entire third floor altogether. I'm not entirely sure yet. We'll see what happens, but yeah, this has been a fun ride. So join me back here next week for definitely TikTok Clock and maybe Rainbow Ride too. All right, thank you so much for listening. Cheers.